Hello and welcome back to Quick Shanti, the place where we digest timeless wisdom one bite at a time. Today, we're exploring a concept called following the path with heart. And this is really simply a way of living life that is authentic and true to our innermost selves. We have a lot in store today. I'm so excited to dive in. But first, before anything, let's just settle in with a little bit of awareness. So if you're able to, maybe shutting down your eyes or softening your gaze, releasing any tension in your shoulders, maybe scrunch them up really close to your ears and just let them fall down and away. Full release. Unclenching your fists, unclenching your jaw. And together we'll take a nice deep inhale through the nose, filling up your belly like a balloon. Hold for just a second and release full exhale through the mouth. Let's do it. Okay. So following the path with heart. So this is a concept that comes to us from a book by Carlos Castaneda called The Teachings of Don Juan, a Yaqui way of knowledge. Now I'm going to give you like a 30, 45 second background on Castaneda just to give you a little bit of context of where this concept comes from. So Carlos Castaneda was an anthropologist, an author, and eventually a spiritual teacher of sorts who gained, I'd say, global attention for this book, The Teachings of Don Juan. Um, This book was actually originally submitted as his master's thesis when he was studying anthropology at UCLA. Um, But really, the book itself recounts Castaneda's experiences with a Yaqui shaman named Don Juan Matis. And this book includes Don Juan's spiritual teachings. Um, It also includes Castaneda's own reflections and analyses on his psychedelic experiences with Don Juan. So Castaneda's work... Um, at the time when it was released in, like I think, the, I believe in the 60s, 1960s, it challenged many cultural beliefs of the time. And it had a profound emphasis on personal experience, intuition, and sort of criticized rationalism and materialism in Western culture. Now, Castaneda's writings were very controversial, Um, also very popular. They were a big hit with 1960s, 70s counterculture. And I'd say they still continue to inspire people to this day. Um, I think what made his work controversial was that um, his books are a unique blend of ethnography and poetry, sometimes bordering on fiction. Um, And this doesn't sit well, or at least it didn't sit well in academia. Um, But I think that it's kind of exactly what what created such a powerful and influential set of work that really resonated with readers at the time. Um, I myself recently just finished a master's program studying social anthropology, and I can definitely attest that 
while mysticism doesn't exactly fit within the framework of traditional anthropology, Castaneda's teachings provide a really unique perspective on spirituality and personal growth. And he delivers this through Don Juan. Okay, so this leads me to today's passage. Um, so in his book, The Teachings of Don Juan, Castaneda asks Don Juan, the shaman, about finding meaning and purpose in life. And Don Juan responded, explaining his concept of following the path with heart. Now, according to Don Juan, following the path of the heart essentially means following the path that resonates with your innermost self. And when we do this, um, it brings along with it purpose, passion, and a certain clarity to your life. Now, I agree that this is much easier said than done. And I do think that it is something that we are all striving for on some level. Um, But Don Juan offers some really specific wisdom here that speaks to really just an inspiring way to live life, to, to live with heart. So I'm going to read the excerpt here, and then we can, you know, dive into it together um, afterward. So in the book, when Castaneda asks about finding meaning and purpose in life, Don Juan responded with this. Anything is one of a million paths. Therefore, you must always keep in mind that a path is only a path. If you feel you should not follow it, you must not stay with it under any conditions. To have such clarity, you must lead a disciplined life. Only then will you know that any path is only a path, and there is no affront to oneself or to others in dropping it if that is what your heart tells you to do. But your decision to keep on the path or to leave it must be free of fear or ambition. I warn you, look at every path closely and deliberately. Try it as many times as you think necessary. This question is one that only a very old man asks. Does this path have a heart? All paths are the same. They lead nowhere. They are paths going through the bush or into the bush. In my own life, I could say I have traversed long, long paths, but I'm not anywhere. Does this path have a heart? If it does, the path is good. If it doesn't, it's of no use. Both paths lead nowhere. But one has a heart. The other doesn't. One makes for a joyful journey. As long as you follow it, you are one with it. The other will make you curse your life. One makes you strong. The other one weakens you. Before you embark on any path, ask the question, does this path have a heart? If the answer is no, you will know it, and then you must choose another path. The trouble is nobody asks the question, and when a man finally realizes that he has taken a path without a heart, the path is ready to kill him. At that point, very few men can stop to deliberate and leave the path. A path without a heart is never enjoyable. You have to work hard even to take it. On the other hand, a path with heart is easy. It does not make you work at liking it. Just sit with it for a second. So in this passage, Don Juan starts off with this line. And I think that if you didn't 
listen or absorb anything else but this first line, it would be enough to have a remarkable impact on your day-to-day perspectives. Okay, so the line. Anything is one of a million paths. I think about this line quite often, honestly. You know, I think there is a distinct pressure to live life the right way, to make the right decision in every situation, to ensure that we're setting ourselves up for the best possible outcome. Do you ever think about where this pressure comes from? What is it inside of you saying, this is right and this is wrong? You know, I think first and foremost, humans are social creatures. You know, we do rely on our communities for survival. In order to function as a group, we often develop shared beliefs and values that help us coordinate our behavior, you could say. And this is really what can lead to the development of cultural norms and expectations that define what is considered right and wrong in a particular society. I think Western society has done a pretty good job convincing us that there is one path towards a happy, successful life. It typically looks something like this, right? Get a college degree, secure a high-paying job, find your one true love, get married, buy a house, yada, 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 so on and so forth. You know this path. (laughs) And it's not to say that any of these pursuits are innately bad, but they are distinct components of society's prescribed path to happiness, the right way to live life. Between our social nature and our cognitive biases and our general preference for familiarity, it's no wonder that we feel this pressure to stray from the code. You know, if we've been taught that there is one right way to do something, we may default to that model without considering alternative approaches. And that's really where Don Juan steps in to pull us out of that pattern to remind us that anything is one of a million paths. What Don Juan is saying is that there is no one right way to live. There's no one correct path to follow. Instead, there are countless possibilities and an abundance of paths to choose from. It's really up to each individual to discover their own unique way of living and existing in the world rather than being pushed down prescribed paths dictated by societal norms or authoritative standards, you know, through teachers, institutions, schools, parents, whatever it may be. Don Juan emphasizes that no path is inherently better or worse. They're just paths, each with their own unique outcomes and experiences. There's no such thing as one way that leads to ultimate success or happiness. Anyway, what happiness and success look like to me are going to be completely different than what they look like to you or the person sitting next to you, right? The number of paths available to us is numerous, millions, as Don Juan says. Fear of making the wrong choice should not hold us back, right, from choosing the path that is the most meaningful and true to our hearts. 
ultimately Don Juan is saying to reject this narrow view of what society deems as right and instead be open to the infinite possibilities that lie before you. By doing so, you can explore new opportunities, passions, and experiences that are uniquely suited to your individual journey, to your heart. He's saying to follow the path that resonates with you the most. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that following the path with heart means to be impulsive. Living a meaningful life, following the path that speaks to you the most, requires great intentionality. It requires time for stillness and reflection of your values, your desires, your fears, your doubts. It requires you to be in direct conversation with your heart on a daily basis. It's actually a very disciplined way of life. Now in this passage, Don Juan, he gives us a gift, an answer to the test, a a tool that can help us open up a communication channel with the heart. The question, does this path have heart? is a powerful prompt that can help us evaluate whether a particular choice aligns with our deepest truth. It cuts straight through the bullshit, straight through the noise and distractions of everyday life, and helps us tune into a deeper part of ourselves. I'm going to zoom out really quick. Let's just think about life, right? In the beginning, you are born. At the end, you die. In between these two events, you have this wild ride, this journey called life. And life is full of potentialities, of millions of paths. And I hate to spoil it for you, but all of these paths, they lead to the same destination, which is ultimately nowhere, as Don Juan says. Now, I'm not saying that the journey is meaningless. It's quite the opposite. Part of being human is walking these paths, is taking this impermanent journey. And it's a non-negotiable. It's simply part of the human contract. We accept that. So why not make the most of this journey and choose the paths or follow the paths that speak to you from the inside out instead of being pushed along? being told what's best for you from the outside in. You know, the inevitable may be beyond our control, but we can sure as hell make the journey worthwhile while we're here. You know, we can live a life with heart. Now, following a path with heart doesn't ensure a smooth journey. You know, it's not free from challenges, obstacles, or discomfort. In fact, pursuing a path with heart may require you to confront more difficult situations and make sacrifices, put in extra effort and go against the grain, right? It's, it's not meant to be pleasurable, but the key difference is that when we choose a path with heart, we are more likely to find meaning and purpose in our struggles, you know? We're more likely to be willing to face them head on. We will have a sense of direction and motivation. And when shit gets hard, there's a stronger likelihood that you're going to persevere through adversity if your path has heart. Now, on the other hand, 
If we choose a path that doesn't resonate with our heart, we may find ourselves feeling drained, unfulfilled, uninspired, lacking motivation to push through tough times. Like Don Juan said, we're going to not only have to struggle through the hard times, but we're actually going to have to work. We're going to have to conjure up any type of affection for the path that we are following. Ultimately, choosing a path with heart is about seeking a life that is authentic and aligned with our deepest values and desires, even if it means taking the road less traveled or enduring difficult moments. Now let's really peer into the metaphor. Just as our bodies can be imbued with life or drained of it, so can our paths possess a beating heart or a lack thereof. Some paths ignite a fire within us, propelling us forward each and every day, while others can render us lifeless, drained of our vitality. Now, like we said at the beginning, it's not that paths are inherently good or bad. There are not paths that have an inherent vitality to them and paths that have an inherent lifelessness to them. It's not that at all. But we do have unique personal connections and intentions behind which paths we're following, which paths we feel resonate with us. And that's really where the value lies. The biggest trouble is never about whether you chose the right or the wrong path. The biggest trouble comes from not bothering to ask the question at all, from not bothering to ask, does this path have heart? The biggest trouble comes from not including our hearts in the conversation. Now, what does this really mean, right? Like, what does it mean when you say you're having a conversation with your heart or when you're talking to your heart? Well, the nature of heart is incredibly personal. I'd say it's simply beyond definition. But I will offer you what I think of as heart. Now, when I think of the heart, I see it as our deeper and intuitive self. The heart seems to hold a certain wisdom that goes beyond the intellect and the rationality of the mind. It communicates to us through feelings, sensations, images, symbols, dreams, sometimes songs. You know, I personally see the heart as a bridge between the subconscious realm and the conscious realm, a sort of messenger in a way. Now, it should come as no surprise that the intuitive aspect of the heart is often overlooked in our modern society, which puts a great emphasis on rationality and logic. The old Cartesian split, or Cartesian curse as I see it, has had significant implications on the way we view intelligence and knowledge, the way we cling to intellect and exile our intuition. The heart has its own unique intelligence, just as sharp as reason. Let's look to the ancients. <laughs> In ancient Egypt, the heart was the seat of intelligence rather than the brain. It was considered to be the source of wisdom, 
the center of emotions and memories. Even as part of the mummification process, all organs were removed besides the heart. The heart had to be kept perfectly intact in the mummy to ensure that it could go on living in the next life, that it could have proper passage into the next life. Aristotle also saw this. He saw the heart as the seat of spiritual and cognitive functions, and he believed that it was connected with all of the body parts through the blood vessels. Rumi is quoted as saying, The heart has its own language. The heart knows a hundred thousand ways to speak. And Blaise Pascal, the famous 17th century French mathematician, he wrote, The heart has its reasons, of which reasons know nothing. Now, I don't deny (laughs) the cognitive sciences and what we know today, but the ancients, the writers, these old feelers... (laughs) They were onto something. Feeling has its own deep intelligence that can complement and even surpass our cognitive abilities. So while modern science has provided us with a wealth of knowledge, it's important not to overlook the intuitive and emotional intelligence of the heart. It's important that we listen to our hearts, pay attention to the signals and messages they send us. Asking yourself, Does this path have heart is an invitation to connect with your intuition. It's an opportunity to revalue heart intelligence and recognize the importance of your intuition and your emotions and acknowledge the wisdom that can be gained from listening to your body and your heart. Now, before I close out, I want to add one more really important thing. Life is unpredictable. And we must resist the urge to add value judgments to our decisions solely based on their outcomes. Let's say you make a decision with heart and it doesn't turn out as you hoped. That doesn't mean that you used your heart incorrectly. I urge you in those moments to really consider the intention behind your decision making. Did you act with integrity and authenticity? Did you make the best choice with the information you had at the time? Did you honor your values and beliefs? Did you honor your heart? These are the questions that truly matter, not the outcome. (laughs) Did you listen to your heart? That's the most important indicator. What your heart looks like today might be different than what your heart looked like or sounded like a couple years ago or a couple months ago, and that's all right. Know that the heart is not concerned with regret or remorse or dwelling. That's our analytical thinking. (laughs) The heart, no, no, no. The heart is right here, right now. It's fully focused on the present moment, on your present emotional experience. It is less concerned with the past, less concerned with the future, and more concerned with your current feelings and desires. Of course, If you ever should look up and say, you know what, I'm not a fan of where I'm at. I'm not a fan of this path. Of course, you should not feel obligated to stick with it if it does not resonate with you. There's never any shame in course correction if that's what your heart's telling you. When you make decisions from the heart, it's never about what you can gain or achieve. 
Again, that's your brain, your analytical thinking, your logic coming into play. Gimme, 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 gimme. No, 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 no. It's not about the end result or outcome. It's about the relationship you're cultivating with yourself in the process. Following your heart means trusting your intuition and clarifying your inner voice and making choices or at least following paths, being pulled on the paths that align with your values and beliefs. It's about living in accordance with your true self. Through this process, you learn to trust yourself and your instincts. You develop a sense of self-awareness and self-assurance. You become more attuned to your needs, to your desires. And you learn to open up the channel, open up that communication channel to listen to your heart, to listen to your inner wisdom. Following the path of heart is not always easy. And it may not always lead you to the most conventional or practical decisions or outcomes. As Castaneda said, all paths, they have their unique experiences and outcomes. But by making choices that align with your heart, you will find greater meaning and fulfillment in your life. There's a sense of purpose and authenticity there that cannot be found by simply chasing external achievements or by being passively pushed along whatever path was prescribed for you. So don't be afraid to trust your heart, to listen, to get quiet, to follow your intuition. This little period between birth and death, this life, it's terrifying and beautiful at the same time. So... Don't be afraid to listen to your heart. Follow your intuition. And know that the relationship you're building with yourself is the greatest reward of all. So to close out, path with heart. It's not a fixed destination. It's not a specific outcome. And it's not a prescribed set of steps to follow. Rather, it's a way of living. It's a way of being in the world honors our innermost self. Don Juan's words remind us that there are countless possibilities and an abundance of paths in this life. We should seek our own unique way of living and existing in the world, one that resonates with our heart. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today. I read this passage for the first time like three years ago. Um, and as soon as I read it, it just latched onto me. It gripped me. <laughs> and it has refused to let go since. So I encourage you to open the channels of communication with your heart. Get out there and start cutting down your own path. Thank you and namaste.